Grace Bible Church. Throne of Grace Bible Church. You've already heard my name. Ambrose, Pastor Ambrose Elechialum is my name. And I'm speaking to you from Throne of Grace Bible Church. And uh, by the grace of God, we are here this morning to share in the Word of God. And at the end of the day, the phone lines will be opened for you to call in if you have any need, question, counsel, prayers, and what have you. But as it stands now, we want to look into the perfect law of liberty to see what the Lord is telling us in the now. But before then, bow your heads and let us pray. Our dear Heavenly Father, we appreciate you for you are so wonderful. Thank you for the wonders of your doing. We can't thank you enough, for we are aware that you are mindful of us. For you know the thoughts that will think towards us, the thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give us an expected end. And that is why you are placed before us, blessing and cursing, life and death, to choose, for man is a free moral agent. But you have counseled us, for you are the one that knows the end from the beginning. You've told us to choose life. You've told us to choose blessing. And we're praying that your word this morning will provoke people unto choosing life and unto choosing blessing. And those that have chosen this life are on the pathway to eternal life. Please, Lord, uphold us that we falter not so that we will run along our tracks in order to get to our destination to break the tape. So that we come to the point where we will bring our crosses and exchange it for our crowns. Thank you because it is done. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I appreciate God for everyone over there listening. Now, I know uh, you, you are not there by accident. Uh, it is ordained and orchestrated by God. And if that is the case, then uh, there is something that God wants to do for you. Esther chapter 4 and verse 14. Let's take our text from there. For if thou altogether holdest thy peace at this time, then shall their enlargement and deliverance arise to the Jews from another place. But thou and thy father's house shall be destroyed. And who knoweth whether thou hast come to the kingdom for such a time as this? In times like this. In times like these. By the statement of Mordecai to his uh, cousin, there was a terrible situation, very, very imminent, that necessitated the rising of Esther to the regal honor, which actually came by the overruling providence of God. Please, I want us to know it. Everything was occasioned by God. Just like you, hear me now. God has occasioned, orchestrated, and programmed you to hear my voice now. If you do not become skeptical, if you do not dismiss it with the wave of hand, you can make a decision that can turn your life around and your family and everybody that is around you. There's a reason you are listening to me. There's again a reason Esther was brought in, Vashti was dropped the queen and the king said 
get me a damsel. Make them to pass before me. How was it a Jewess, not an indigent of that land that was chosen? God saw something. You know, the scripture says that God declares the end from the beginning. And he saw what had been planned. What others had not known, God knew. And as soon as this lady ascended the throne as the queen, the whole thing became open. And then his, uh, his uh, cousin, or call, call him her uncle, her uncle came and said, he sent a message. Tell Esther, see what is going on, see what is going on. Esther sent back message. Her brother, you know. Uh -uh. Are you a stranger in this kingdom? You are older than me, possibly was there before she, she came. Or all of them were carried captive. But as an elder, as a security a security man, possibly the chief security officer, I don't know. You know what is obtainable. I cannot go to the king unless the king invites me. If not, it is my death. That's when the man made the statement we just read. Ah, if you hold your peace, you don't know if this is the reason you came. There's a reason you are hearing me. There's a reason you became born again. You, you born again hearing me now. There's a reason you became a pastor. There's a reason you became an usher. There's a reason you became a security man. Uh, whatever you are doing in the church and even where you are working, that's the reason God gave you money. Please, the reason is not for a show off. It is because there is something that God wants to use, use you to do. Can you have a rethink before we go into this message? Can you have a rethink and say, Lord, why did you bless me? Oh, you are saying that I've not seen my own. God, if you bless me now, what's the reason? There are many of you that your breakthroughs are on hold because you have not discovered the reason for your existence. No, there are questions you need to ask yourself. But many of us have not asked that question. And, you know, there is a, 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 a slogan that people use. This one, Namonimis Road. Permit me to speak in English. That is a misplaced prosperity. Monimis Road means misplaced prosperity. This person that is blessed is like, is like seeing a gold ring and the snout of a pig. That is what it looks like. A pig in the parlor. That's what it looks like. Is your blessing, is your vocation or your calling like that? But there can be a change. There is a reason. But we are talking about something that looks like injury time. Please, can I announce that we are in injury time? How do you know? Are you the referee? I'm not the referee. But even though you are not the referee, you will know when we enter injury time. Even if it is not the time of the electronic era, that everything is on the billboard, you still know that you have your own ritual checking, that is 90 minutes, and you enter injury time. That's what they call it that time, now it is extra time. We are already in injury time. Our own era is agog with eternity-threatening situation. Situations threatening eternal bliss. Situation threatening your entrance into heaven. Situation threatening your making it to the feet of the master. 
situation threatening your obtaining your crown. You know, that's what the Lord said, told us. The letter he, he told John to write to seven churches in Asia Minor, which was not only to those churches. That letter was written to us today because when you check very well, you will see that everything the Bible recorded that time is going on now. Check out the Christian church. Check out the Christian church. You will go from church to church and you see the seven churches personified. You will see the seven churches fully, fully manifested. And can I let you understand now? Can I let you know that as it stands, the Lord is saying, who is the person that wants to have everything? A lot of things. Now, let us look at what the scripture says in 2 Kings chapter 19, verse 3. Eternity threatening situations. And they said unto him, there was a very serious, a very precarious situation. I want you to look at the description here. And they said unto him, Thus said Ezekiah, they came to the prophet. This day is a day of trouble and of rebuke and blasphemy. For the children are come to the bath, and there is no strength to bring forth. I, I, I want you to, men may not understand this, but every child-bearing woman, or every woman that had ever gone to labor room, will understand me clearly, will understand the scripture here. The child had come, that baby had, put it, uh, had turned, and, and put the occipital. Some will not understand this. Midwives, medical practitioners understand I'm no one, but at least I love them. They are my friends. They have put their, the, the baby and positioned itself and put head into the bath canal, but the woman has no strength. The baby's head is between the woman's feet. They are seeing the head already, but there is no strength to push. I want you to imagine that situation. Do you know that there is a level it will be it will take expertise of the surgeon to be able to section the woman and bring the baby alive. If not, the baby may die and two of them may even die. Eh? They told the prophet, the king gave us this adage. They, he gave us this expression to give to you. That the woman, the labor at past 16 cm and the child, the head of the child is partially out. But the woman has no strength to push out the child. Are you going to use your hand to push the child back to section the woman? Or are you, and the baby's head, I know that uh, midwives can assist. Uh, I know you are asking me, have you entered? Yes, I've entered labor room. And if you enter there, you will know what I'm talking about. If a woman on that level holds your hand, if you are not careful, it will look like a vice. Because of the pains and the pang of labor. And they were describing to the prophet... There is a very precarious situation. The baby are put head, and the woman is, is not having any strength left to push out the child. Or oh, ordinary push, and the woman must have strength. The baby can come out. But because the woman is not pushing, the baby may die, and the woman as well may die. That is the situation. Eternity threatening situations. That is where we are. And that is the type of thing that Paul the Apostle was describing to his son Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 1. 
Because I've seen somebody that said, in short, eh, what I saw in this church, what I saw in that church, in, in, in short, I had a vigil with our youth on Friday. They, they programmed the vigil by themselves. I decided to, to be there in the church. And by the time I finished, one woman followed one of the youth looking for where to pass a night. And when that woman, uh, when I talked to her, she narrated certain experiences and all that in short. What has happened is discouraging me. What has happened is making me blah, 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 and all that. And as it is now, she is not a strong member of any church. She goes from this ministry to that church, from that church to that ministry, and all that. I told her, a rolling stone gathers no moss. An isolated block can easily be stolen. I'm not sure anybody can come to a building and begin to chisel out a block because he wants to sit down or to crack canal or whatever. If, if the person tries it, it is malicious damage. But a block that is packed, even if the person steals it and they catch him, I thought we are not using it for anything and all that kind of stuff. Now, 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 1, I read it in Living Bible. You may as well know this, Timothy, that in the last days, and these are the last days, Paul the Apostle wrote to us, he said, we are the people upon whom the ends have come. In the last days, it is going to be very difficult to be a Christian. I want you to check it. It is going to be very difficult to be a Christian. This is what has necessitated lip service in some quarters. This is what has necessitated backsliding in some quarters. This is what has necessitated people you know, blaspheming God. This is what has, it is going to be very difficult. I know somebody will say, ah, if you don't want to be a Christian, ah, it's not like that. Sit back and think. Ask that person what has happened. Somebody had called in on this, on this station, one of our administrations, the day I, I was begging people to go back to the church, the man told me I will not go back. I said, sir, I tried to encourage him. He said, I've attended nearly 15 churches. What I hear and what I see had made me discouraged. But this thing, I, the way I'm hearing your own is trying to make me, I say, please change your mind. God still has a remnant. Remnant of ministers. Remnants that have the sound word of God across the entire globe. Go anywhere. You can see them in America. They are there. In, Britain, in the, 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 the British, they are there. Everywhere you go, everywhere you go, there are still those that are holding the word of God, sound, that have not diluted it. You can see them. Please. Please. They are there. What did God tell Elijah? I still have 7,000 prophets that have not kissed Baal. They have not bent their knee to Baal. I am still God. They are God. And as you are talking about yourself, go and anoint Elijah. And the rest of you know the story better than I do. But Paul said, it is going to be very difficult to be a Christian. How will it not be difficult when maybe, yes, pastors are, are humans. But sorry, can I tell you, no, there are some of us, by the time you misbehave and somebody is complaining, somebody is talking to, ah, ah, but how can you say that uh, I am flesh and blood? Then you have failed it. But I'm a human being. Somebody, maybe somebody does something and you overreact. And they, ah, ah, brother, why did you, or sister, why did you say, don't you know I'm a human being? Then you are not born again. Because if you are born again, Galatians chapter 2 verse 20 would have happened. Then you would have died. Colossians chapter 3 and verse 2. You are dead. 
and your life is healed with Christ in God, uh -huh, then you have not died. If you have not died, if you have not gone to Calvary, if you have not crucified, go and read Romans chapter 6 verse 4. Eh? Don't ever forget that the old man, the carnal nature, the inordinate desire, the animalistic impulses in you were crucified to the cross. Don't go there to bring him down. Allow the old man to be there. While you serve the Lord, it is no longer I that live it. Christ should be living in you. You will be dead, but Christ is in you, living. Aha. Uh -huh. It's going to be very difficult to be a Christian because betrayers, even pastors betray members, members betray pastors. Some pastors have gotten discouraged because of the attitude of their members. Some members have gotten discouraged because of the attitude of their pastors. A pastor was said to have taken somebody's wife and said it is the Holy Ghost that told him to do that. A pastor I confronted that picked somebody's daughter and is uh, producing children with the person. Meanwhile, secretly has other wives. When I learned about it and confronted him, he said that I am accusing him that it is God. I, I, the things they are putting on the head of this God, I don't know. It is God that told you to continue to commit adultery from the, one woman to another. About three women are giving birth for him. And he, he puts it on the head of God. Now tell me, if an unbeliever hears it, does he have the mind to still come to church? But, sorry, you are hearing me. You might have seen a man that I preached to sometimes told me point blank, I will not rip. A village that impregnated my sister and ran away. But the pastor did not die for you. Can I tell you now? You that look at the pastor, the Bible said, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of the faith. It is not the pastor that died. It's Jesus that went to the cross. It is by his blood that we have redemption, not the blood of the pastor or bishop. That bishop took my wife. The bishop is a human being. He's only a bishop. And remember, it is not by title. It is by mantle. And when I say mantle, I don't mean a piece of cloth. The mantle is invisible. Because that is the ordination that Jesus gave. He gave me and gave every genuine minister and gave every true Christian, everybody that have been called according to the purpose of God. You have not chosen me. John 15, 16. But I have chosen you. That is the Lord Jesus speaking to us. And ordained. It is the ordination of Christ that gives us the invisible mantle. It's not a piece of cloth that you can buy from. In short, I can tell a fellow to, to so ten for me. And I will hang it on my neck. Maybe three will be on my neck at the same time. That's not it. It's not a piece of cloth. I'm not saying that that piece of cloth has no significance. So when you will see somebody that is carrying it and you say you are backsliding, uh -uh. I, I, I don't have that power. But what I'm saying is that what speaks is the invisible mantle. The ordination of Christ upon everybody has called. Everybody that is truly born again. Everybody that is truly a child of God. That's what we are talking. Now, you are telling me, okay, have you not seen what that pastor did? I might, I might have seen it all. Then, what are you talking? He did not know what he was doing. What did Jesus say at the cross? Are you telling me that soldiers, well-trained soldiers, that were in their full mind, their full senses, did not know what they were doing? Uh -uh. But Jesus said, Father, forgive them. Why? For they know not what they do. That is it. Jesus can never tell lie. 
And even if there is a time he would have been a sarcastical or emotional or uh, speaking in parable, he's not went under pains. His two arms pierced with his two legs, pierced crown of thorns on his head with all the beatings and lacerations on his skin. Aha. And you think that that time he can begin to joke? He wasn't joking. He said the fact. Father, forgive them. And I want to ask you, Sister Christian, Brother Christian, somebody offended you and you have refused to forgive. That person, they don't know what he or she is doing. Forgive them, for they don't know what they do. Things will happen. A pastor might have swindled you. Bring your money. Let us do this business. Blah, 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 blah. And you brought your money because he's a pastor. And he's swallowed your money. Aha. Uh -huh. And because of that, you are backsliding. Sorry, you are throwing away your crown. What shall he profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? It's going to be very difficult to be a Christian. We are in the injury time. When men are now lovers of themselves, many are boosters and they are proud. Many are blasphemers. Many are just covenant breakers. They promise you they fail. And you say, can you imagine? He's my Sunday school teacher. Can you imagine? It is even under him and repented. Can you imagine? Holy Ghost only used him. And he might have dumped himself. You know, humans can use and dump. But God, when he calls us, we can dump God and run. That person might have dumped the Holy Ghost and run. But why not remain in the faith? Why are you backsliding? Because of what somebody had done. Yes, in this era, too many lip service. And when you go in, you are not seeing what you are hearing. What the bitter cola, you know, there is an adage that the way the bitter cola is sounding in the mouth, that is in the ear, that's not how it tastes when you put it in your mouth. Because uh, some children can see you the way you are chewing bitter cola as if you are enjoying it. Hey, uncle, give me. That day I want to chew. By the time he, uh, he or she puts it in his mouth, uh -huh, that is when we know what it looks like. In first, in uh, uh, Isaiah chapter 29, Isaiah chapter 29, and verse 13, wherefore the Lord saith, for as much as these people draw near me with their mouth and with their lips do honor me, but have removed their heart far from me, and their fear toward me is taught by the precepts of men. That is the issue now. Many are just talking. You know, empty vessels make the most noise. They make noise. They are everywhere, both on the social and the mass media. They are everywhere. If you come, a lot of cars are packed, the church is packed full, but they will not tell you the real truth. No, they won't. Their hearts are far away. You know, one of my friends, a professor in Riverside, one of the universities in Riverside here, told me one day something happened. And, you know, I say, uh, uh, how? He said, Pastor, leave it. Those who are doing that, that thing are not interested in going to hell. And he was referring to Pastor. I said, no. Our prof, he said, Pastor, we know them. We know them. You know, Jesus says, By their fruits, you shall know them. But please, let their operations not make you to run away from God. In short, you're seeing it and deciphering or discovering that what they are doing is wrong puts you at a portal of repenting and doing the right thing. Don't be like critics. You know, critics cannot make good leadership. No, critics don't. If you give them leadership, they will also mess up. But they are important. They are useful. 
Because when they criticize, those reasonable leaders will adjust, will know where to... Me, if you criticize me, even if you are wrong, I will sit back. Do you know what I will ask God? Somebody sometimes, when this ministry was in the... This church was in the embryo, I was on 40-day fast, secretly. I didn't tell anybody. The person came and... And the, the person is a partial stammerer and was running the mouth like that. That are more serious. Cha 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 cha. The person finished. It is when she had finished that she said, I'm sorry, if what I've said will offend her, I said, No, 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 no. You have not offended me. But what I did is I went back. I said, God, if I'm doing fasting and somebody, whether moved by the Spirit of God or by the devil, could come and tell me that I'm not serious, God, something is wrong. You must adjust me. And I was my prayer life was adjusted. So, criticism, those of you that are running away from the church because you were either rebuked or criticized, sorry, criticism is, is a catalyst that will spur you into a greater height. Me, I will tell myself, no, I cannot, no, how can I be? And somebody has criticized me and I remain there, no, you cannot come back and find me where you criticize me. So, why are you running away? We are in the injury time. During injury time, some rough players, if it is in the football, will, will want to pull your ankle so that they will make sure that you, you, you forward uh, or striker, they want to pull your ankle so that you don't score goal. But will you not pin your feet to the ground and run the race, no matter the sliding tackle? The road is rough. It is not an easy road. But can't you continue? Tough times does not last, do not last. But tough people do. Uh, when the going gets tough, those that are in Christ, that hold on to Christ strongly, will get going. Many are playing lip service, and that is why many go to church, but they do not come to Christ. Just come as you are, come as you are. That is how some, some, of, some of my fellow pastors are collecting a, a tithe and offering from halots, from killers, from thieves, from criminals, and they know. And they know that this man is a criminal, has embezzled the government's money. See, some some people, witches and wizards, are paying tithes to you. <laughs> Pastor, are you saying that? Yes. Who is a witch? Anybody that is against another person's progress is a witch. Then how do you mean a commissioner that is in charge of works that have been given money to rehabilitate road, and he refused to rehabilitate the road? And people are dying there. That person is a blood sucker. Health minister that is given money to revamp or equip hospitals. And he brings some standard equipment and or does not do it. And people go to the hospital and die. That person is a wizard. is an occultist sucking blood. So if you are one, change. Change. And some pastors know you. And they will still pray for you. Yes, God will bless you. I anoint you. Anoint what? You are anointing a putrefying soul. Change! Please, let us repent. When in injury time, I'm talking to those that are interested in heaven. Not those that are interested in the world and the things that are here in the world. No, not a dominion. Many go to church, but they don't come to Christ. 
but they have forgotten that the Bible in Romans chapter 8 verse 1 says, There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are not in the church, but in Christ. To them, not in ministry, but in Christ. Because some that are in ministry are not in Christ. They were, but they are out. Are you out already? Can come back. The door is still open. The door is still wide open. The father of the prodigal son is still waiting. Waiting in Cali. You know, expecting you to come back. Come back. Come back. They don't offend you in the church. Come back. A brother offended you. Come back. A sister offended you. Come back. Is it your wife or husband that had caused you to, to slide back? Come back. Oh, it is your pastor. It is even my, my G.O. The way he treated me. The way he did me this. In short, I'm going out. I'm going out. Come back. It is because of this mistreatment that is even bringing about proliferation of churches. You know you were not called to pioneer a work. But you are breaking out because of how they are treating you. Sorry. You are in the error. You are doing another person's job and you may not receive reward. I'm not carrying the, the listo. I'm not having the record, though, but I'm I'm sure, I'm sure that if you do what he did not send you in the first place, he will not fund a project he did not initiate. That is why you begin to do gimmicks in order to raise money. May God help us in the name of Jesus. There is therefore now no condemnation to them that are in Christ, not those that are in church. You may be the chairman of church committee, you may even be a bishop, archbishop. Hmm? Pentecostals. That thing we were looking at. Uh, look at the Catholics. Look at the uh, Anglican, the Orthodox. Are you not there now? Is your own costume not heavier than their own? You are bishop. You are bishop. When will you become a monsignor? When will you become a cardinal? And when will we have Pentecostal poop? Let's stop deceiving ourselves. Let's stop. It is not in that costume. It is not in that title. It is in the mantle. How many people are getting converted under you? That's what makes you a bishop. Today, if somebody comes to the government house and fills a form and writes Apostle ABC, another person that may not even have a church, a bishop has church in his parlor. One church in his parlor that is a bishop. Is it not an error? And if that man goes to the government house and, and writes Bishop XYZ, his form will be moved fast. But they do not know that the bishop is under the apostle. But I'm, I, I'm not here to teach you theology. I'm only here to tell you because you're a young minister hearing me now, and they are already luring you. They are already trying to divert your attention. They are already trying to pull you out from what God called you into. And they say, come. Let's uh, uh, consecrate you, Bishop, who told you that dirty hands can consecrate a clean vessel. As they touch you, become dirty. Run away. Stand. Let God speak to you. Go by the promptings of the Holy Ghost. Many go to church, but they are not coming to Christ. Today, Simon the sorcerer is captivating the church again while Philip is being ignored. Uh, you say, where is Philip? Is your name Philip? My name is not Philip. But I am a brother to Philip. Yes. Many Simon the sorcerers have taken over. You remember? Let us go to Acts of the Apostles chapter 8. I will read from verse 9. So that we begin to understand. 
that there was a certain man called Simon, which before time in the same city used sorcery and bewitched the people of Samaria, giving out that himself was some great one, to whom they all gave heed from the least to the greatest, saying, This man is the great power of God. And to him they had regard because that of long time he had bewitched them with sorceries. But when they believed Philip preaching the things concerning the kingdom of God, that is the matter. Nobody preaches the kingdom of God again. Nobody talks about rapture again. Nobody talks about hell and heaven again. Nobody talks about judgment again. Everybody's talking about how you will make money. I prophesy. Should I prophesy? As you are living here now, you will receive miracle alert. Somebody had heard that before. And somebody mistakenly paid, uh, uh, is it two point or four point something million into his account. And he went to the person, the pastor, said, Pastor, that miracle money has arrived. And he gave tithes of that money to the pastor. Pastor collected and swallowed. Then after about two, three months, the owner of the money started looking for his money. Call the person that sent the money. Uh -uh. But I paid you the money. You didn't pay me. They brought the teller. There was a mistake in the account number. And then they traced the man. Police arrested him. That man spent about seven days in Rumokuro, special area division. And then the matter started from there. They, 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 they held him by the juggler and wanted to snuff out air from his life. But he had to sell properties to pay miracle money. Is that, is that not the type of people you are following? Be careful, my brother. Be very careful. You cannot reap where you did not sow. Anything you plant, anything you sow, that's what you will reap. But they tell you that you will reap where you did not sow. Don't bother. Follow them. But I'm begging you to come out. Come out from among them and be separate. Simon the sorcerer continued to bewitch them until they believed Philip preaching the gospel of the kingdom. And the name of Jesus Christ, that is the matter. They were baptized, both men and women. Then even the same Simon himself, the person that is deceiving you, knows deep down his heart that is not there. He is only working for his belly. And Apostle Paul says he will be destroyed along with his belly. I'm sorry, if he is carrying you on his shoulder, by the time he falls inside the pit, you are joining him. You better retrace your step. You better ask God for discernment. Then Simon himself believed also. And when he was baptized, he continued with Philip and wondered, beholding the miracles and signs which were done. And this is where we ministers, genuine ministers, can we pray? Many of us have holiness, but we have rejected power. Holiness without power brings spiritual frustration. Let us ask God for the power so that we can show that this word belongs to God, that it is God that has sent us. How will they know? They have not seen God physically now. Did God speak to them the day he called you? He didn't. But it is when God proves what you are saying. But today, it has turned that time. It was Philip convincing, or the Holy Ghost convincing even Simon the sorcerer. Today, many Simons are in the church, captivating people with false miracle, with sorcery. Eh? We just concluded a program. And when somebody was giving another person invite, does your pastor see? If I did not say, how did I come to 95.1 FM? If I did not say, how do I drive? I see. I see. 
Sorry, I know what you are talking about, but you are making a heavy mistake. Yes, because those of you that want to, you go to those, they say, I don't come. They say they drop the blood of a dog inside their eye. And when you come, they tell you, I'm putting on green t-shirts inside. You are putting on green pants. Your account number is 024-555-2020. And you squirm. Eh? You mean it? He knew my account. You're a fool. Holy Ghost is not your account officer. Eh? Is that what you are looking for? You will see them they plenty. But they will never tell you the sound word of God. They will not preach Christ. Today, sign seeking and the man for wisdom has replaced the cross of Christ. In 1 Corinthians chapter 1, 22, for the Jews. Two, for the Jews require a sign. Are you among the Jews? And the Greeks seek after wisdom. Look at this man, his construction. See the type of English he's speaking. Sorry, it is not grammar. It is mantle. It is anointing. Listen to that disjointed word. It will convert you. Yes, the Holy Ghost will pass through that word and convert you. Listen. If God has sent that man, you will hear something that will change your life. Don't join them. A, a man of God, my director of studies when I was in Bible college, told me his experience. Went somewhere to preach. I think it was him. Yes. Went somewhere to preach. And by the time he finished, it was a, a school campus administration. Some English students came. I, I don't know how many, two or three of them. Since sir, you are, you are wonderful. But they opened their notes and showed him, you made about 78 grammatical errors. The man looked at them and said, if you were more intelligent, you would know that I made up to 150 grammatical errors. But it is not the error. The foolishness of God is wiser than that your wisdom. That is the matter. The Jews are still seeking sign. Are you a Jew? Pastor, is it because they are asking you for sign that they have gone to the other side to get power? Come back. The Lord is still waiting for you where you left him. Greeks are seeking after wisdom. And before you come, well, before you, as you are preparing message, you have Webster's, Webster's Dictionary. And you are picking words that even you do not know the meaning. And so that you bamboos the heads of people. At the end of the day, you are confusing them. They don't even understand. Even you do not understand what you are saying. You are after Greek soul. Look at verse 23. But we preach Christ crucified. The cross is so offensive. Even then, till now, the cross is still offensive. That's why those that are not interested, those to whom the cross is offensive are, are stumbling. Unto the Jews a stumbling block. And unto the Greeks, foolishness. That is what is going on. That is what is going on. Sin is no more called sin. Those are some precarious conditions in the injury time. No, people don't call sin sin again. May God deliver you. Eh? It is now dating. It's not fornication. It is now making love. It's not adultery. May God deliver you. It is now appreciation, not bribery. Do you appreciate somebody that has not worked? Are you appreciating before he worked? And you call it appreciation. Is it not that somebody selflessly, when I when I got admission in UST, it was a part-time program, we came, the, uh, I don't know his 
his uh, position, but he was an elderly man. When I saw him, I said, wow, this caliber of person is still working. I made up my mind that when he finishes, I will give him something. But lo and behold, the man, by the time we had queued up, the man said, uh, you will buy my pen, you will do this, you will do that. I didn't want to, if I talked and the man closed his uh, file, some students can lynch me. Left the man till it was my turn. I came there and stood with both faces. I said, sir, I will not give you money. It was 15 naira then. Sir, I will not give you money to do your job. The man dropped his pen, squeezed his face and lifted up his eyes to look at me. I said, yes, sir, you are paid to this, do this job. If you feel we come, tell us to go tomorrow, we can come back. If you feel your time, whatever it is, sir, I will not give you money. Others may, but I can't. He looked at me briefly. Heist picked his pen and collected my documents. After treating it, he was collecting 15 naira from people. After treating my own, and I, I was declared uh, 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 as admitted. As I was turning, I put my hand, I had made up my mind before then. I put my hand into my pocket and dropped 200 naira. Before he could shout to thank, I, I disappeared. Why are you appreciating before the job is done? Yes, they press on you. They say if you don't do it, you are not getting. But because of that, people call good evil. And they call evil good. In Isaiah chapter 5. Let me show those my brothers that are, are hiding sin. That are permitting sin. That are excusing sin. That are promoting sin. Let me tell you, uh, they are dating, they are dating, but you know that those two people who are not yet legitimately married, they are sleeping with each other, having each other, having carnal knowledge of each other, and you call it dating. It's not dating. Which date? 24th October 2021. Is that the date? I will call you a fool. Permit me to call you that. In Isaiah chapter 5, 20. And 21, warn to them that call evil good and good evil, that put darkness for light and light for darkness, that put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Warn to them that are wise in their own eyes and prudent in their own sight. Woe, warn to them in Psalm 52 from verse 3, Psalm 52, 3 to 5. Thou lovest evil more than good, and lying rather than to speak righteousness. Thou lovest all devouring words. Oh, thou deceitful tongue, God shall likewise destroy thee forever. He shall take thee away and pluck thee out of thy dwelling place and root thee out of the land of the living. If this is what you want, continue. But if you don't want this type of judgment, repent. Repent. In Matthew chapter 24, the Bible warns us, injury time, brethren. Injury time. He warns us. From verse 15. When he therefore shall see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet, stand in the holy place. Whoso read that, let him understand. Please understand that the end is very close. Then let them which be in Judea flee into the mountains. Mountain of holiness. Flee into the mountains. Mountains are not easy to climb. Holiness preaching. Holiness churches are not easy to abide in. Flee to the mountains. Let him which is on the housetop not come down, no. You have already climbed. Don't come down, no. 
because you will be caught up in the web of whatever is going on downstairs. Let him that is on the housetop not come down to take anything out of his house because it is that type of thing. Uh, possibly, Lost Wife remembered one, one fantastic jewelry. My, my, to match a necklace with earrings and pendants and all that. That gold that we bought, five million naira. Five million is small now. Uh, by the dollar exchange now. She turned. And when she turned, don't look back. Neither let him verse 18. Neither let him, which is in the field, field preaching the gospel. Don't return. Are you a missionary? Remain there. Because the end is very near. Don't return. Don't come back. Don't come back. In Second Peter chapter 3, very quickly. Second Peter chapter 3 from verse 11. Seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved. Because everything that people are depending on now will dissolve. Seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved. What manner of persons ought ye to be in all holy conversation and godliness? Holy conversation and godliness. Nobody talks about godliness again. Nobody talks about holiness again. Most people are out the world. I beg, let us, this is computer age. Computer age will pass. Everything you are seeing now. See, fashion is, is dynamic. It is rotating. Before, it was four buttons. It reduced to three, reduced to two. Became one. It is coming back now. Sorry. Everything. It is just, There is nothing you have seen and there has not been. But some of them that were, you have not seen them. That's why when they come, it looks as if it is new. Looking for. Verse 12 of Second Peter chapter 3. Looking for and hasting unto the coming of the day of God. Weary in the heavens. Being on fire shall be dissolved. And the elements shall melt with fervent heat. Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for new heavens and a new earth. Wherein dwelleth righteousness. Make no mistake about it. Wherefore, beloved, seeing that you look for such things, be diligent that ye may be found of him in peace, but without spots. Without spots. Let there be no blame. Without spots, I'm blameless. How far, bro? Sister, how far? Are you still there? Are you still moving? Or have you backslidden? You know, when we were younger, uh, some of us, uh, uh, if, if we see a brother that is already, uh, something is happening, we say, hmm, that guy don't reach Egypt. If it has gone so far, we say, he don't land back.